Well, if you would, tonight, take your Bible and turn to the book of Isaiah, please. <clears throat> the book of Isaiah. Let me read one passage to you tonight. Um, not all that we'll be preaching out of, but it'll be our start. And uh, Isaiah 20, <clears throat> 26. Isaiah 26 and verse 3. The Bible says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Let me read it to you one more time. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Let us pray. Our Father, I do pray that your will be done as we preach your word tonight and focus on uh, the peace of God. And, and uh, Lord, I pray that you would work in our hearts and uh, Lord, help us to trust you. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen. I, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I don't know why, but uh, for some reason this weekend, I... I um, was thinking about uh, scriptures and, and uh, was thinking about a particular issue. And, and um, a lot of times when I, when I encounter things or deal with things, I think about, well, what does the Word of God say about this? And so my mind begins to work. And, and, um, and so I, uh, the Lord kept bringing to my mind certain phrases. And one of the phrases was that out of the scripture. And, uh, and so what I did was uh, I had pulled up uh, actually two passages of Scripture. We'll look at the other one later. And I put them on my phone. The reason why is so that I can make reference to them later on. Well, this, uh, uh, on Friday I flew from Chicago to uh, Pensacola and uh, flew an airline that I'd never have flown on before. And uh, I didn't necessarily care about it. It was cheap, and I just wanted to get to Pensacola. And so I got on the flight, and uh, we started we started towards uh, Pensacola. And uh, uh, it uh, it was what it was. And and so in order to uh, you know I needed to get my mind off of what what was going on. And so I took my phone and and pulled up those scriptures, and I began to just memorize them. And uh, one I just read to you was the one that I memorized while I was on the plane and, and just trying to get into my mind and all those things. And then we touched down at, uh, at Pensacola about 1230 in the afternoon. My daughter picked me up and then we headed back to Indiana. And after probably 11 hours, we pulled into uh, 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 Green or in our house there. At one o'clock on Saturday morning, and uh, I tell you, uh, my my seat had to endure a lot of setting, and my right leg, uh, unfortunately, wasn't always uh, uh, willing to work, and so every now and then we'd have to stop and and walk around and and all that. But thank God we we got back home. A lot of stress, a lot of pressure, and. Uh, doing all of that, and I tell you, I appreciate so very much some folks that helped me to, to get where I needed to go, and, and 
it's good to be back home and all that. Good to have our daughter here and things like that. But, for some reason, the Lord kept putting on my mind this particular passage of Scripture. Tonight we want to talk to you about the peace of God. Now, we live in a world where there is so much trouble going on. Tell you, I, sadly enough, we look around and, and uh, if we really knew the heartache and the hardships and, and, uh, and the, uh, unfortunately, the terrible situations that are going on, uh, it, would, it would probably shock a lot of us. But a lot of people are going through a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bad things. Even this morning with uh, uh, Brother Terry's message and some things that were brought out there, and uh, I felt like, well, this is, this is where we would want to go. You know, tonight we find in the book of Isaiah that, that uh, Isaiah is encouraging God's people to trust in the Lord. Without a doubt, it is something that you and I uh, are quite aware of. We know, of course, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. And yet, as a child of God, that is something that you and I must learn to do. Amen? It is something that, that on a daily basis, you and I must learn to, to uh, trust, to, to believe, to, to put our, uh, our hopes in in the Lord and, and to look to Him and, and to believe that what God will do he says, that He says He will do, that He'll keep those things. We are to trust the Lord. We are to trust the Lord in what He says. We are to trust the Lord in what He has done. And we also are to trust the Lord in what He has promised. The Bible does say in Isaiah 26 and verse number 3, listen carefully, because... He trusteth in thee. Now, wait a minute. Because he trusteth in thee is a statement that is a, it, it, it lends itself, there's more to it. Because he trusteth in thee. And, and, of course, you'd have to ask yourself the question, well, what in the world is he talking about? So, may I say to you tonight, and I know, I'm, I, I know the crowd that I'm talking to that, that I would hope and, I, and, I, and I, I believe that you trust in the Lord. Oh, but the picture, though, gets a lot clearer, though, when we look at the other, pa- the other part of that passage. For the Bible says in verse number 3, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Because he trusteth in thee. My friend, tonight... I don't know about you, but I truly want to trust in the Lord. And I, and I tell you, it is something that, you know, we don't look to be challenged by it. We don't look to, to, uh, to be, uh, well, let's test this out. I, no, I don't really don't want that, but it's going to happen, is it not? And would to God that I would be found faithful in trusting God. Yet, yet, yet Isaiah continues, and he writes, he says, Thou will keep him in, in perfect peace. And, of course, the ideal, the thought that, that I have in my mind as I, as I examine this in my mind over and over again, of course, is talking about God. And God apparently is, is put on display or he's, or he's put on uh, uh, the job, if you please, and, and it's talking about what God will do. 
And he says there that thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. And of course, I, I thought about uh, a lot about the, the whose mind is stayed on thee and the thoughts of, of mankind. And you remember when we, when we preached and we made reference to Genesis and one of the things about Genesis is as far as God's wrath and God's destruction of this world, you know the reason why God destroyed the world, remember? Because every imagination of man's heart was only evil continually. In other words, every thought that man had, it was evil continually. Now imagine how in the world would, would, would mankind have to get to that point that every thought that would come out of man was only evil. Now I don't understand that. I really don't. But yet on the other hand, what you and I think and what we allow our minds to dwell on is a major factor. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you realize how important it is. But we find that Isaiah says that, that, uh, that thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. And, and I looked up the word stay and trying to understand what it meant. And, and, and that is this, that it is, it, is, it is a mind who is stayed or who is fixed on Christ who is fixed on what God says. In other words, uh, it doesn't change. Whose mind is stayed on thee. There's some things I want to bring out concerning this staying that without a doubt, would to God that our thoughts, that our, our mind would be fixed on the things of God. For example, the love of God. That always knowing that truly God means what he says when he says that he loves us. And that, that according to Romans chapter 8, concerning the love of God, that there isn't anything that would separate us from the love of God. And, and whose mind is stayed on thee. That, 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 that person's mind is persuaded. In other words, there is nothing that would change his mind about the fact that God loves him. Why? Because his mind is stayed on what God says. That it is fixed, that it is persuaded, that it is solid, that it is, it is stable, if you please. My friend, today we live in a world where there are so many other things that would want to steal what, uh, you know, the hope of Christ and, and, and the things of, that, that, that uh, God promises. And, and yet we live in a world where there are other alternatives that are given. But my friend... Our job and our focus ought to be on what Christ says. I truly believe that, that uh, focusing on Christ and being fixed on Christ and what God has done will get us through the hard times of life. And yet, we find that Isaiah says, Thou wilt keep him. In other words, it is a promise. Thou wilt do this. It is something that you and I can bank on. But the Bible says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. What is perfect peace? My friend, without a doubt, perfect peace is not only a peace with God through Christ, but it is, it is a peace that passes all understanding. Do you know it? In Philippians in chapter number 4, where it talks about 
that this peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It is that peace. It is that peace with God. It is that peace. But it is, but it is a peace. Hold on for a minute. But it is a peace that is not always felt. Do you hear me? It is a peace that is not always felt. It is a peace that is solid. It is a peace that is a sure foundation for sure. In other words, it's always there. Boy, you can count on it, but it's not always felt. Not always will we feel good, but we know something. We may not always feel it, but we know. And and the knowledge of the the promises of God is, 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 is much stronger and it guides us than on how we feel. Because I promise you, that unfortunately, life can throw you curves because we are so, uh, you know, unlimited or, or limited in what we know. We don't know what's around the corner. And sometimes it can shake us, can it not? Sometimes it can come out of nowhere and surprise us, you know. And so yet, yet Isaiah says, trust in the Lord. And, 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 and the thing about it is, this, this God that you and I serve is a God that will keep us in perfect peace. A peace that passes all understanding. A peace that, that is solid. A peace that may not always be felt, but boy, you can count on it. A peace that is real compared to that which is fake. He says perfect peace. It is a peace that truly is lasting it is a peace that presents itself as, as something that is real instead of here today and gone tomorrow. Or, or that peace that the false teachers back in Christ's day even who presented and yet was, it wasn't real. It wasn't true. By the way, I have a lot of that today in the world in which we live. What, what's that, preacher? Well, it's, it's false religion. It's a false hope. It's a false peace. And you and I must be careful about it. You and I must be careful about not, not, not going that direction. And a lot of times people base, base their assurance or their uh, uh, security upon how they feel. But folks, this peace here isn't always felt. This peace, but, the, but it is a peace that is solid, that is trustworthy. It's a real peace, peace not a fake. Well, the Bible says here that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. And as we begin to look at the picture and the picture becomes a little clearer and it's painted even more so that that God promises that he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth. In thee. My friend, tonight, can I tell you, God will never owe you anything. It's almost as if, and Terry alluded to it even this morning, uh, the fact that maybe uh, we could could work so hard, or we think that we work so hard that, God, you owe me something. Can I tell you, that's never going to happen. Who are we to think that, that somehow or another... We have done so much or or that we are good enough that, God, you are now in a position that you owe me. No, folks, we'll never get there. You see, my friend, 
Truly, it is Him that we owe. For He has done so much for us. And yet it is this same God who loves you and I, who, who promises, you trust me. You trust me. And I promise you, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on, on, on thee. He says, you trust me. God says, I will keep you in perfect peace. By the way, do you know, and I did not know this, but there is no Hebrew word for perfect. And so the word there actually is peace, peace. Peace, peace. And the ideal and the emphasis is simply that, that it, it, doubles, it doubles the meaning, it doubles the, the strength of, of, of what it's trying to say. That, that without a doubt, uh, God is saying that this is real and, and this is not fake and, and it is a peace, it's a peace. It's a peace that's not only outward, but it's a peace that's inward. Oh, thank God for that. It is a peace that is not only for now, for here, but it's a peace for hereafter. You know, I'm so very thankful that I serve a God that can keep me in perfect peace. That as I trust God, and by the way, God doesn't owe me anything. But God says, you trust me. You follow me. You lean upon me. And I will keep you in perfect peace. I will, I will protect you. It will be a real peace. Of course, you know Philippians chapter 4, and I'm just going to make reference to it. But we know according to the context, it's talking about prayer and and. Uh, uh, we are directed to, to bring all of our, our troubles and trials to Him, you know, instead of worrying about them. I don't have time to go into it, but oh, I tell you, we add so much trouble to our lives because we worry, listen carefully, about things we have no control over. You worry about things. We, 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 are, we are so full of anxiety over, oh, I hope this party goes well, we might say. Can I tell you, you have no control of that. Do you know that? How come? Because there's people there. You don't have a clue if, if a party is going to go well based upon what people, you know, people coming. And I can go on and on and on. You know, we make a lot of plans, don't we? And we, 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 make, we, make, we make decisions. And I tell you, I wish, I wish to God that all of our decisions would be so well Played out. But that isn't the case, is it? You're not, not careful, boy, we'll get so in turmoil. But would to God, wouldn't it be that every day we'd go out trusting Him? In other words, and maybe you don't understand tonight, but to trust Him is to follow Him. To trust Him is to believe what He says. To trust Him is to put your life into His hands. God, I trust you. Do you now? Yeah, but what if you have a flat tire? You still trust him. Amen? What if, what if, what if uh, you know, you had all these plans with everybody else, and yet everybody else uh, forsook their plans? What about that? God says, you just trust me. You just trust me. Yeah, but preacher, what about, and we can go on and on and on tonight. Yeah, but preacher, 
I feel good. And yet you go to the doctor and the doctor says, you've got cancer. Do you trust him? Well, that's what he wants you to do. That's what he wants you to do. Because we believe that God uh, keeps His word, and we believe that God never lies, and and that and that that we that He will He will He will see it through all the way to the end, and 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 we believe, do, do we not, that that all things work together for good? Do, do we do believe that, don't we? And so so again, the call is this: trust me, and I will keep him in perfect peace. Doesn't mean that it'll work out the way you want it to work out. It doesn't mean that, that you will get, you will get everything you wanted. It doesn't mean that. It just means that He says, you trust me and I will keep you. In other words, I will keep you in peace. I will, I will, I will guide your heart through all that you face. Because you see, folks, God isn't a genie that folds his arm and shakes his head and you get whatever you want. That is not the God that we serve. God doesn't want to be that God. But he's a God that you and I can look to. Not only when things go well. I tell you, thank God for the times that it goes well. But even when it goes well, don't, please don't, don't, may we not think that, well, look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. It's going well because of me. Or God's blessing me because of how good I am. Can I tell you, that can change overnight. Can it not? But may we all, even as was made reference this morning, may we humble ourselves and always be mindful that it is God. That deserves all the praise and the glory for it. Our job is simply to trust in Him. Perfect peace. A peace that, that, that is here not only, not only in the good times but in the bad times. Peace that, that is not only today, it's available today. And yes, yes, even though we may have trials, but even right now I can have peace. Even though there's a storm going on, I can still have peace. But even in the hereafter. You know, I'm so very thankful that I, I can stand before a crowd of people and preach not only about the gospel of Jesus Christ, but I can say to them, it's going to be okay. Why? Because you're going to see Him again. It's going to be okay. What do you mean, preacher? There's nothing, nothing good about this. Oh, I, I dare to differ. The Bible talks about that uh, the death of a saint is precious in the sight of God. And, and, and to know that we have a home in heaven. To know that, 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 that there's no more pain and there's no more suffering. And they're okay. It gives you peace that no one can explain. It gives you a joy that only Christian folks understand. It gives you hope that is only found in Christ. You see, that's because we trust in Him. Yet tonight, there's another part of that. There's an opposite side 
that I want to spend a little bit of time looking at. Philippians, please, chapter 3. <clears throat> See, I, I believe that this trusting in the Lord is not something that we... In other words, we don't do it one time and say, oh, that's it. Can I promise you? You're going to learn to trust Him every step of the way. We get good at it, though, don't we? We do. I mean, the longer we walk with Him, the longer we serve Him, can I tell you? We know Him. And when we know Him, we know how He works, we trust Him even more. And amen for that. But we live in a world, though, that is quite different. Philippians in chapter 3. <clears throat> Are you there yet? <clears throat> well, Paul is writing to the Philippians and he's dealing uh, with them and their testimony and how they are living before the Gentiles and and he warns them concerning how to live and what not to do and things like that as he goes through this book. And, of course, we've already made reference to some passages out of Philippians. But in Philippians in chapter 3, I want you to notice this. Look at, well, I'll just start with verse 17. Brethren, be followers together of who? Okay, how many have a Bible? Please look at it, all right? Uh I know, I know that you're tired, and I know the preacher this morning preached a long time. I understand all that. I won't preach that long tonight as long as you stay with me. All right? Brethren, be followers together of me, he says, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an ensample. You know, we live in a world today, and not everyone that that is in this world, believes the way that you believe, that we believe. And how they live their life and how, how, how the church lives their life is really different. You do understand that, don't you? And, and whether you like it or not, that is the way it is. But folks, I tell you, it is by design. And some of you don't understand what I just said to you. Folks, this world needs to see a church that is, listen carefully, different. Not the same, but different than this world. And, and so, Paul, as he writes to these Philippians, he says to them, Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them, which walk so as ye have us for an ensample. In other words, you be aware of those that don't walk like we walk. And he's not talking about physically, but how they live their life, their manner of living. I tell you, you want to get really tactical about it. You know, I know some Christians really, really get upset when, 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 when they talk about how people live and today. And, and, but the truth of the matter is, there is a difference. And, you, and, and at least according to what Paul is saying is, we ought to mark those. Haven't you ever done that before? Or it's awfully quiet. But folks, you probably do it all the time. 
You see people, you know people, you talk to people, and in your mind you're thinking, boy, I don't do that. I don't live that way. And you begin to make assessments of people and based upon what they tell you and how they live. You know the neighbors that attend church and those that don't attend church, don't you? You know, you know who, whose lifestyle, uh, let's say, for example, they drink alcohol and some of them don't. Some that do drugs and others don't. And we can go on and on and on. Some that, that uh, live uh, lasciviously and others that don't. And, but, but, but you are aware of this. Well, listen to what Paul says. He says, Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an ensample. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping. Do you think that maybe this is personal? Not so much as far as his own vendetta, but it is something that is important. It is something that is serious. It is something that apparently has moved him to tears as he preaches to this crowd of people. Apparently, this is not the first time he's spoke of this. And so he says, he says, For, for many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. We live in a world... Whether you, whether you like it or not, whether you even believe it or not, that there are those that are for Christ and there are those that are not for Christ. They are enemies of the cross. And Paul is making reference to those, and he says this in verse number 19, whose end, he's, again, he's talking about those that are enemies of the cross. He says, whose end is destruction. By the way, that is true. I don't care who you... Who are you talking about? If they know not Christ as their Savior, but not only that, not only will their, their end be doomed for sure, but their whole life is headed to destruction. And so Paul says it like that. He says, whose end, whose end is destruction, whose God is their what? Their belly. In other words, their desires. In other words, you, you know it, you can see it. That, that their only desire, their only you know, purpose for living is pleasure and whatever they desire, that's, that's their God. That's, that's whom they worship. That's who they feed. That's who they're all about. That's what he says. And he goes on, he says this, whose glory is in their shame. In other words, they glory in their shame. We we would be so embarrassed and we would, be, we would, we would want no one to, to, to know about it, but they glory in their shame. They could care less about what you think. But here it is. Who mind earthly things? Who mind earthly things? That phrase, who mind earthly things, it caught my attention because, at least according to what Isaiah said, Isaiah says, For thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. It's fixed on thee, on Christ. 
And yet on the other hand, there is a people whose end is destruction, whose God is their bellies, and who mind earthly things. In other words, it's all about the earth. No, no, not this planet, but the things that come with uh, opposite of God. Earthly things. Who mind temporal things. Who mind things that are temporary. Who mind the things of this world, if you please. In other words, their mind is fixed on that. It's whatever, whatever, whatever is is of this world and worldly things and and worldly thoughts and and so forth and so on. And 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 Paul says these people they they mine earthly things, but their end is destruction. Their God is their belly, and they mine earthly things, folks. It, not ought, it ought not to be named among us. In other words, for those of us that are saved, our mind is to be fixed. Our mind is to be captured. Our mind is to dwell where? On Him. Our mind ought to be about what He has said and who He is and what He stands for. That is, where, that is where our mind ought to be fixed on. Because the Bible says, those, God will keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Yet there will be that temptation, won't it? The temptation to allow your mind to roam, to dwell on things that are not from Him. Things that you ought not to be thinking about. Things that ought not to capture your heart. Things that could fill you full of fear. But instead, we should be trusting God every single moment, every single day of our lives. We ought to exercise. We ought to walk in this process of what He would want. Trusting Him along the way. So whether it's a lost loved one, whether it's a bad day, or whether it's just a, I don't know, you could probably tell how your days have gone. But there's a God in heaven who says, I will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. How come? Because he trusteth in thee. Because he trusts in the Lord. My friend, I challenge you and I encourage you. Though days may be long and those though days may be filled with trouble, and I wish that I could say there's no more trouble in this world since you know Jesus. <laughs> That's not the truth. But God has said to a particular people, 
You know whose people that is? That is His people. That is those that know Christ. And He says, I says He says, I promise you, this is the God we serve. I promise you, I will keep you in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee? Who stayed on God? Who is fixed upon Him and His Word and what He has said? Folks, we live in a world, we live in a very loud world that will offer so much of whatever to you. And it is our task, it is our duty, it is the challenge that no matter what comes, trust in God. Fix your mind upon Him. Look to Him. Look at His promises. Don't forget them. God says, I will keep you in perfect peace. I will. I will. But on the other hand, there is a group of people whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and who mine earthly things. Can I tell you, just, just, I'm done. But as was even mentioned this morning, what do we do with those people? Do we say to them, well, you're done. You're going to die and go to hell. But they will. Unless they know Jesus. I promise you, we live in a world filled with such turmoil. And yet those people that are going through such turmoil can see someone who's in perfect peace. Who who seems to handle life, but they have trouble just like, you know, we do. And, and yet the world looks at you and they say, how do they do it? And they'll come up to you and they'll say, what is it different about you? And you can give them the gospel. You can tell them about a God that is so wonderful. Because you know Him. And you know he's, He can be counted on. So what a great opportunity to tell them about a, a God that can save. Oh, my friend, sometimes God allows you and I to go through trouble for that very purpose. Please listen to me. Have you ever been, and I cannot tell you how many times I've been through situations like this. It is through the difficult times that through that, someone saw their need of a Savior. But it was because God used people who knew the Lord and was going through that trouble and they were able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to someone that had no hope. Oh, I tell you, it was through all that turmoil that someone found life. See, folks, we never know what, what God's going to do through a, a life that just simply trusts Him. Today, in closing, <clears throat> if anyone remembers Brother Terry and his family travels in this trailer, if you remember it, 
He's parked back here where, well, they, they kept it at home today because they were home, so they didn't need to travel. And so I asked him, hey, what happened to your red truck? They were driving this Suburban today, and I said, do you still have it? Oh, yeah. Here, preacher, let me show you something. So he's apparently one of their wheels on their trailer, uh, it had, it had I don't know, I'm not a mechanic, I don't know the terms, but basically almost just torn apart the wheel. And uh, uh, it, uh, as a result of that, the whole entire wheel came off. And, uh, and of course, you know, by the grace of God, nobody was hurt. And they were able to get it fixed. And the guy that fixed it said, you know, hey, there are some old, uh, what do you call that stuff that you put, bearings and the grease or whatever. Uh, He says there's some old grease in here and there's some new grease in here. I think the term is they packed the bearings, but they didn't do it properly. And as a result, and again, I don't understand all this, the, the bearings on the inside of this wheel were dry. And that's a no-no, apparently. As a result, it burnt up the wheel and all the stuff corroded or whatever. Well, anyway, as a result of that, the mechanic showed him all of this, and so they took pictures, and they, because just Two months earlier, they had the, 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 the uh, wheel bearings packed. But apparently someone didn't do their job right. So he took it back to where they had it fixed or, you know, had it fixed originally and showed him the pictures. And so the, the, the place that, that fixed it says, well, we'll pay for half of getting it fixed again. So which was better than nothing. I tell you, folks, I'm so very glad that nobody was hurt. And, and Brother Terry was able to witness to uh, some folks that he never would have had to been able to. He kept his testimony and was able to at least get half of his money back to pay for the damages. Folks who live in a very cynical world. And this world needs to see Jesus. But can I remind you? The only way they're going to see Jesus is either two places. First of all, in your life. And the second is when He comes back. But they're not going to see Him. We're just going to be gone. But without a doubt, it's better if they see Him in your life. Because at least they have an opportunity to accept Christ as a Savior. Because when the Lord comes back in the air, they're not going to have another opportunity. Because then it's going to be too late. So I tell you, may we trust the Lord. May we trust the Lord every single day of our lives. Let's all stand. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed as we stand. And we're not going to play... Uh, We're just going to, right there where you're at, 
I know everyone under the sound of my voice, I know you want to trust the Lord. I want to trust the Lord. And without a doubt, we have a God that truly is trustworthy. But I want to encourage you tonight that truly God makes a promise to us all. And He says, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because you trust in Him. Tonight, may I challenge you, first of all, to keep your mind on Christ. Keep your mind on what God has said. Keep your mind fixed. Please, don't don't doubt, but truly trust in what God has said. Keep your mind on Him. God says, I'll I'll keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. But also, I challenge you, be aware of those around you. You may not be having the best day, but someone's watching. Someone is watching you. Don't forget that God could be setting you up so He could use you in the life of somebody. Father, tonight, Lord, I do thank You so very much for Your promises. And Lord, sometimes when we get down and we get discouraged and and we lose sight of, of, of Your promises, Lord, we can, we can really be a bad testimony. We can be so discouraged, it's as if, Lord, you're, you're not even keeping Your promises. But, Lord, that's not true. You are a faithful God. And You're a God that loves us no matter what. But You're a God that also loves People that still need to accept you and your son. And so, Lord, use us. Help us to shine even when it's a rainy day. Lord, help us to live for you even when it seems like there's no hope. Lord, use us. Here's our lives. Thank you for what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.